Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 143 with Jim Quick of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high-quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan and I'm your host coming to you live from hometown, proud, homegrown Melbourne, Australia. Hope you're all having a wonderful day, evening, morning, good night, wherever you are around the world. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to share your earbuds with me. Uh, my voice is a little croaky. I went to an event, amazing event, um, uh, because I'm a part of this uh, group called EO. And um, yeah, it was a fantastic event with a very, very smart entrepreneur. So uh, doing a lot of speaking, a lot of networking. But Let's not digress. Let's talk about today's guest, Jim Quick. This guy is an absolute learning machine, and you're going to learn a lot of tricks around memory, brain training, life hacks, productivity, and also business building as well. Jim's built a very, very successful business, and uh, he's got such an inspiring story, and he's a pretty connected guy. His achievements, you know, he works with people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Hugh Jackman, or Will Smith, and he trains these people how to remember their lines when uh, it comes to acting. And uh, yeah, insane dude. I think you guys are going to love this episode. I know I did. It was a great conversation. I'm just going to leave it at that. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do take the time to leave us a review. Go to foundermag.com forward slash cast, C-A-S-T, if you're listening on iTunes, or you can go to foundermag.com forward slash Stitcher. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, 
please do leave us a review as well. And uh, I also should remind you, I'm so pumped about this project we're working on. It's uh, the next really big step in the growth of building out this media company, and that is really scaling up our educational content, you know, our premium content. And uh, from surveys, you guys did tell us uh, that, you know, one of the biggest things, and it was voted the highest, was learning how to start a business. And one of the biggest kind of business says that you want to build the biggest demand was to how to build a physical based product. So we've found someone that's won Shopify, built a business, has built four multi million dollar companies, and uh, she's an absolute expert. It's just funny enough, I'm friends with her and she lives in Melbourne and she has been on the Founder Podcast. It was a very, very well received episode. And uh, she's teaching us her framework and system on how to build and grow and scale an e-commerce store and sell physical products and build an amazing brand uh, that's recognized by millions of people. So if you do want to know more about that, you can go to foundermag.com forward slash e-commerce. So that's founder, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash e-c-o-m-m-e-r-c-e all right that's it from me now let's jump into the show thank you so much for taking the time to be here jim um i'm really really excited to speak with you i've i've seen and been following your work from afar for a while now and uh we connected on facebook so the first question i ask everyone that comes on the show is how did you get your job (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a real, it's a real pleasure. Proud to be here, Nathan, and thank you everyone who's listening. Um, you could say that the inspiration for what I do is came out of desperation. A lot of people, if they YouTube me or see me on stage, I do these demonstrations where I memorize long lists of words, like a hundred words or a hundred numbers, or memorize all these people's names live from an audience. And I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's really possible because every single person who's with us today could also do it. It's just, you weren't taught how, if anything, you were taught a lie, a lie that your intelligence, your, your potential, your learning, your memory, for example, is fixed like your shoe size. And we know from just the past couple of decades of research in the brain sciences is absolutely not true. Like you have an incredible capacity. And how I know that is because I grew up with learning challenges at an early age in kindergarten. I had a very bad fall and I had head trauma and some brand of brain injury and I had a lot of challenges understanding things. I was a, I, it took me uh, longer to learn how to read. It actually took me an extra three years to learn how to read than all my friends. I had no focus or memory to speak of. And I went through all of school, elementary school, middle school, junior high, high school, just with these challenges, and I struggled. And so I know what it's like to not feel like you're smart enough. You know, I was the boy with the broken brain that just, no matter how hard he tried, it just it was, it was hard to succeed. And um, when I got to college and how I ended up on this path was I thought I could start fresh when I got to university. And I wanted to make my family proud and show the world, mostly show myself that I was, I, I was worth it and I could do it. And it actually got even worse. And I, um, in order to be able to keep up, I just, I couldn't, I was basically at that, my wits end, I wanted to quit. And a friend of mine was saying that, why don't you go 
you know, well, I'm going to go visit my family this weekend. Why don't you come with me and get some perspective before you tell your parents that you're going to quit school? And I agreed to do it. And the family was very wealthy. Um, the parents were entrepreneurs uh, and they had a beautiful home on the water, but they were just really happy. And uh, they, you know, the father walks me around his property before I, uh, we, before dinner and asked me a very innocent question that you would ask, you know, an 18 year old saying, how's school? And uh, I just break down. I start crying in front of this complete stranger. And I just say that all my life I've had these challenges and I just don't think school's for me. And I haven't done how to tell my family I'm going to drop out. And he looks at me and he asks a very important question because I find that in learning, questions really are the answer and they direct our focus and give us things, new meanings and new behaviors. And he asked me the questions like, well, why are you in school? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to have? What do you want to share? And I didn't really know how to answer it right away, Nathan, but after a little while, of him probing, I answer the question and then he stops me and he pulls out of his back pocket a journal and he tears out a couple of pieces of paper. And I notice successful people write things down often, right? They write down their goals, they write down their days, their learnings and such in life and in business. And he gives me a couple of sheets of paper and he makes me write down my goals. And um, after a little bit of time, it became like a bucket list. And when I was done with the exercise, I, I start folding up the sheets of paper to put in my pocket. And out of nowhere, he just grabs it right out of my hands. And he starts to look at my, my list. And I'm, I'm freaking out, honestly, a little, Nathan. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm very insecure. I'm 18 years old. I'm, I'm struggling. I haven't found myself. I'm obviously not successful in school. And, and this person's complete stranger is obviously doing really well for himself. And he's looking at all my dreams and my desires and my fantasies. And I don't know how much time went by, but after, you know, when he was done, he looked up at me and he says, Jim, you are this close to everything on this list. And he spreads his two index fingers about 10 inches apart. And I'm thinking just, there's no way, right? Give me 10 lifetimes. I can't crack this list. And he takes his two index fingers, Nathan, and he puts them on the side of my head, um, meaning, you know, it's, wow. my, it's, my, it's, my, it's my head, it's my brain, if you will. That was the key. And he takes me into his home, into a room I've never seen in my life. It is wall to wall, ceiling to floor, covered in books. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> I've never seen like a library in somebody's home. But I realized that some of the most successful people on the planet, like leaders are readers, Right. And he starts grabbing these books from each of these shelves and starts handing them to me. And I start looking at the titles and I see that they're the biographies of men and women in history that really mattered, that really moved the needle, amazing men and women in history. And some very, you'd appreciate this, some very early personal growth books like Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking, Psycho-Cybernetics, Napoleon Hill, you know, the, the classics. Mm. And he asked me to read one book a week. And, and I'm just thinking like, are you kidding me? Like how have you, and I literally tell him, have you not been listening? I, I have these learning challenges. I can't even keep up with my schoolwork. And when I say that to him, he looks at me and he says, Jim, don't let school get in the way of your education. And I was just, I got, I still get these goosebumps. I call them like truth bumps. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I just, I was like, you know, that, that makes sense. I didn't know at that time, this was a Mark Twain quote. But I say, you know, that, that makes sense. And yet I really, sir, can't keep up with all of this. And I can't read all of these books. And then he's a very wise man. He pulls out of his pocket my bucket list, which he still has. And he starts to read out loud every single one of my dreams. And something about me in that place, hearing a stranger 
say another man, like say out loud your dreams into the universe. And it just messed with my, my spirit, my mind, something fierce. And honestly, a lot of the things on that list were things I wanted to do for my family that they could never or would never do for themselves. And uh, with that extra leverage, right, we know the power of motivation and drive as an entrepreneur. I agree to read one book a week. Now, fast forward, I go back to school and I'm sitting at my desk and I remember it so clearly. On the left side, I have a pile of books that I have to read for midterms and things, papers I need to write and so on for school. And on the right side of the desk, on the, you know, a pile of books that this man lent me to read that I promised to read one a week. And I can't keep up and I don't know where to, where, how I'm going to do it. So I don't eat, I don't sleep, I don't spend time with friends, I don't work out. I'm, not, I'm just living in the library. And I end up actually passing out one night, one evening in the library. I fall down a flight of stairs. I hit my head again. And I wake up in the hospital two days later. And I, I honestly, Nathan, thought I died. And I was, uh, I was down to 117 pounds at, by this time. I lost all this weight because I, I was not taking care of myself. I was just so driven to try to succeed and work harder because I wasn't smart enough. And uh, I thought I died. I was hooked up to these IVs. And I, think, I thought there has to be a better way. And the inflection point, the turning point was, this was the message. The nurse came in with a mug of tea. And on the side of the mug was a illustration, a drawing of a pretty smart superhero, you know, Albert Einstein. And it said this quote that we've all heard before in different iterations. It said, the same level of thinking that's created your problem won't solve your problem. The same level of thinking that's created your problem won't solve your problem. And it made me think, what's my problem? I'm like, I'm a really slow learner. And I was like, well, how do I think differently? I was like, maybe I can learn how to learn. And I thought that, you know, I picked up a course bulletin. I looked at all the classes and all the classes at school were all classes on what to learn. Math, history, science, Spanish, all good classes on what to learn, but zero classes on how to learn. You know, have you noticed that zero classes mm. on how to listen, how to concentrate, how to focus, how to read faster, you know, how to, uh, how to solve problems, how to be creative, how to innovate, how to, how to, how to remember things even, yeah. right? I, I always thought it should have been the, they teach you three R's they say in school, reading, writing, arithmetic, but what about the fourth R like retention, recall, remembering, you know, Socrates says learning is remembering. And so I, I dedicate that time, the next 60 days to really studying everything I can get my hands on, on, on the, the potential of the mind and that learning, adult learning theory, multiple intelligence, learning styles, you know, reading, memory, focus, because I wanted to understand this one riddle. And even to this day, then the question is this, is how does my brain work so I can work my brain? You know, you say your brain is your ultimate supercomputer on the planet. It could do so many things. And right now, today, everyone listening to this, you know, you're paid for not by your muscle strength, you're paid by your mind strength, right? It's, it's not your brute strength, it's your brain strength. And that's the economy we live in, you know, if, 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 and if knowledge is power, then learning is your superpower. And so, and 60 days of studying this, I, my light switch went on in my mind and I started to understand things. I started to, to have better focus. I started to read faster. I started to remember things. I started to, to do better in school. And after that, I couldn't help but when you have that kind of revelation, you can't help but share with other people. I think as an entrepreneur, part of what, you know, I think entrepreneurs for the most part are modern day superheroes. I talk about superheroes a lot because I grew up with these learning challenges. I actually taught myself how to read by reading comic books. And, uh, you know, superheroes for me are very meaningful. They're the ones that 
are putting on their cape and they have not only superpowers, right? A superpower, a super talent, uh, a unique ability, if you will, a strength. And, uh, but not only that, they, they share it with other people in the form of value. And I think entrepreneurs create value where there wasn't value there before. So I started teaching this. And one of my very first students, she was a freshman in college. I remember she read 30 books in 30 days. We teach like a very intense speed reading course and not just skimmed it, you know, retained it and comprehended it. 30 books in 30 days. And I wanted to find out not how she did it, but why she did it. I'm always interested in human motivation. I find out that her mother was dying of terminal cancer, was given 60 days to live. The books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. And I find out six months later that um, her mother not only survived, but is getting better. Doctors don't know how or why. They actually call it a miracle. But her mother attributed 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter, who learned it from all these books. And that's, again, where I learned that if knowledge is power, learning is your superpower. If knowledge is power, learning is your superpower. And I've dedicated my whole life to, to sharing that with, with people, with busy people who just can't keep up with things and just want to know what they're really capable of. Yeah, wow, dude, that was that. I'm blown away by that story, man. That's that was that. I'm impressed. Like, you, I'm just thinking, wow, um, this is a super powerful dude I'm speaking to right now with a super powerful mind. So, I've got a ton of questions. Let's do it. First one, like, I, I couldn't stop writing down on my notepad, like, all these questions I want to ask you. Uh, all right, let, let's let's start, let's start from the start. So, you met this dude and he was kind of like, he was kind of like a mentor, right? That kind of pushed you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we all have this, the hero's journey, mm. right? We talk about superheroes and along the way you're, you're in this area of you're one of, you're on this quest, right? Mm. And, and you stumble and you go through struggles and then, um, and then some, your Yoda, you know, shows up and it comes in different forms. Right. And so he was one of my one of my early mentors, because I think everybody needs to have some kind of mentor, some kind of coach, because I, I don't believe people are, are self-made. I mean, I think that we all have drive and we could all hustle mm. and we could all work, but we all stand on the shoulders of, of other hero superheroes, if you will. And the wisdom, you know, of the ages and the people have come before. We all, even entrepreneurs that say they're self-made, this self-made, you know, they still had help, right? They had they had oh, their family, yeah. they had they had their friends, they had their their professors, they had their their colleagues, they had their clients, they had their customers, right? And so, um, you know, I'm always looking for in individuals and ideas because I, I wake up every single morning, Nathan, thinking that at any moment I can have that can meet that new idea, that new individual that can completely change my life for the better. And I, I, I literally walk around with that anticipation. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So you met this guy, you, you have this bucket list. I want to know to this day, like, do you still have that piece of paper and what was on that bucket list? Hit us with that, man. People want to know this stuff. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I think uh, it's important to write your goals down. And so it's, it's remarkable, you know, they, there's that saying that says that, you know, most of us, we, we underestimate what we could do in a day or in a week or even a month, but I mean, we, we overestimate what we could do in a short period of time, but we, we grossly underestimate what we could do over time. And so I, I think it's important to be able to write down your, your goals, to be able to hit them and be clear about them also. And so looking back at that list, I was able to achieve the majority of the things on that list. Um, and now as you grow, right, you also, your vision grows for things. And I think you need that inspiring vision for yourself to pull you through the challenging times, 
that are inevitable, right? Because just through life conditions, we all go through, you know, these universal human experiences that challenge us. But I think going through these struggles, we get we get strength. And so, for example, I do. Um, so re recently, I, I got a call from uh, Sylvester Stallone, right? And you know, Rocky, and he he asked, "Hey, you want to see this fight that's going on? There's a big fight going here going on in the states between Mayweather and Pacquiao." And and mm. I was like, "Yeah, I would love to. I would love to watch that that, that boxing match, you know, with Rocky. That's that's a real privilege." <laughs> so I go over to his home, and uh, I'm sitting on the couch there, and it's literally me. Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and which is amazing, right? Like if, wow. if somebody, if somebody took a picture of that couch, like people like like who 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 photoshopped that Asian dude in that photo? <laughs> um, but it's just and afterwards, you know, I ask because I always think that genius, you know, and leaves clues, right? And so you ask questions, and I, I wanted these two successful individuals here. I was like, what does it take to be a champion, to be the best? And I remember asking Arnold. And he has this phrase where he says, Jim, it's, it's all about pushing through, pushing past the pain period. And, you know, when you think about somebody who molds their body or people that, that molds their business, right, or any, anything of value, the treasures in your life, financial and otherwise, you know, inevitably you're going to have challenges. But going through those challenges, you have change. I remember asking a Sylvester a Stallone about, you know, I have this thing and I don't know if I should pursue this this opportunity that, that this invitation here and pursue this, this line here. And, and he, he said, he looks at me, he says, Jim, he said, will the pleasure be worth the pain? You know, will the pleasure be worth the pain? And, and these are, these are two champions. And I'm talking about, when I talk about superheroes, I'm talking about, you know, in any industry, whether it's technology or if it's art in the arts or it's in philanthropy, you know, when people are moving, pushing their dreams forward and they reach in a level where they just have, you know, major impact. I want to know what that is, but no, the theme here is just, is inevitably you're going to have problems and struggles, but through my, my, my two biggest struggles, it's so interesting to reflecting on it right now today, it was learning and public speaking. I was one of those kids because I felt like I was broken. I would, even a teacher would say, Jim, you know, speak on, give a presentation on your book report. I would do the book report, but I would actually lie to the teacher and say, I didn't do it because I was so terrified of public speaking because I was always afraid that people wouldn't think I was smart enough. And I would actually, afterwards, I would just, I would take a failing grade and I would throw my book report out, even though I did it. And it's, you know, it's so funny though, though, that learning and public speaking was my biggest challenges. And now that's, think about what I do, you know, week to week, that's all I do as I public speak on learning <laughs> and the universe has a, has a real sense of real, real sense of humor. So my, my point in bringing this up is inevitably we have challenges and, uh, and if we allow it, it, these struggles can become our strengths and, uh, and, and, and also it can be our, the way we serve and, you know, going forward. Mm, I see. So what else was on that bucket list, dude? Um, a lot of things were, were family related. My family, um, like, you know, many families or generations before immigrated here. So they, they worked many jobs and such like that. And, and so it was, it was things like family vacations, uh, things they want to be able to do to just because is to be able to celebrate you know, the hard works and then have and have the rewards to be able to do that. I had uh, learning goals, people I wanted to meet. Um, and, you know, when I'm in people follow me on, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you know, we kind of tell those stories of individuals that you know, have a chance to work with or to meet, but more, more importantly, their, their memories so that I could just kind of share some of the insights 
and wisdom from other people. I think we can learn from every single person. And I, and I walk around, Nathan, much like yourself, believing that he can learn something from, from everybody. I, I think everybody serves, they're, they're an example or maybe they're, they're a warning of what you, you know, what you want or what you don't want. And so a lot of things on that list were things that I wanted to do in private family, things that I wanted to be able to place, I wanted to be able to travel, um, things, things that I wanted to be able to do and see, but mostly there were learning goals. You know, even when I was, a, had these challenges, because I think everyone's great to have a to-do list, but I, you know, it's, it's also great to have a to-learn list because I think learning is the ultimate superpower. It precedes all, like if you want your business to grow, I believe that you, that you have to grow first. And the, the father of all personal development or all growth is, is learning. Mm, and, the faster, and the faster you can learn, the faster you could earn in this society. Because right now we live in this very competitive information age where information, it feels like we're you know, trying to take a sip of water out of a fire hose. I think one of the, it feels like it, right? Like yeah. how, many, how many emails do you get a day? Right? Uh, many, hundreds, man. It's it's crazy, dude. How many how many how many books, unread books, do you have on your shelf? Like people, to people listening. <sighs> Don't even so, get me started, man. It's and crazy. So it's one, yeah. And it's one of the biggest things. And that you know, if knowledge is you know, it's not only power. Knowledge is profit nowadays, right? The right knowledge, like with with what you do with your podcast, the amount of information people could. What I love about a book or I love about podcasts is if somebody has decades of experience. And, you know, like a Tony Robbins or like a Gary Vee or these amazing individuals, the Richard Bransons, the people that, that you, get, you get to meet and be able to ask, you know, they have decades of experience and you get to listen to a podcast or read their book in a day or whatever, then you can download decades into days and really accelerate your growth. And that's, I think, the fastest way. I think entrepreneurs nowadays, they have to be committed to lifelong learning and schedule learning time every single day, not just the things, you know, checking emails and project management and then going on call. I, I think you have to schedule nowadays just your learning time, your time to listen to that and listen to a podcast a day, you know, do 30 minutes of reading every single day. Because if you're not feeding your mind, then, um, then, you're, then you're falling behind. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. It's like you say, dude, like knowledge really is king. So I'm I'm just going to hit you, man. I've got a ton more questions, and uh, I'm mindful of your time. Uh, I could talk to you all day, Jim. <laughs> let's talk about you know. Let's let's keep following this narrative, right? Like you you said that uh, you know you wanted to leave school. You you ended up in the hospital, and then you know you you grabbed every single book that you could on how to master learning and memory and and speed reading and all those kinds of things. What happened next? You when did you leave school? Like let, let's let's close this one off before you started all these companies, man. Sure. So I I ended up staying in school because I I figured out the way that my mind works so I could work my mind. So as my grades improved, my life improved, and so I have that kind of harmony and that level of balance that that I was looking for. After that, I started to to share this with people because I started to get really upset that this information was not readily available uh, for us, you know, because in, in the school system is one of the biggest challenges. If you're listening to this, you feel overwhelmed and overloaded. There's too much to learn, too little time. It's not your fault. You know, with technology, the amount of information is doubling at dizzying speeds, right? We, and we live in a, a world of electric cars, spaceships that are going to Mars, but our vehicle of choice when it comes to learning is like a horse and carriage. It, it really is like a horse and buggy. 
because the, if, if Rip Van Winkle woke up today, the only thing he would recognize today is the school system. The school system is, you know, when it was created a couple hundred years ago, I mean, it was at the turn of the century, it was, it was designed to be able to, to train us, to be able to, to work on farms, to work in factories, to be able to follow simple orders. And it was, you know, it was cookie cutter, one size fits all, don't talk to your neighbor. But, but nowadays the world is so fast, right? And we don't learn by consumption. We learn by creation. We learn by by doing these things, right? Rolling up our sleeves and getting involved, not just through rote, you know, repetition of things. And and so the challenge is 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 upgrading those skills so that way we could be more successful. So I, I went through school. I started doing these programs right out of schools, um, you know, at thirty different universities. And eventually, these kids have, um, you know, they have obviously were getting such great grades. They were telling their parents about their success, and then their parents, you know, they work at law firms, they work at Fortune 500 companies. So I've done these programs anywhere from NYU to Harvard to Berkeley, and companies from Marriott. So I train the top 200 officers at General Electric. You know, I work with Elon Musk and uh, the hundred of the rocket scientists and engineers at SpaceX. Yeah, you know, wow. here. Here in, 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 you know, in Hollywood, you help actors to speed read scripts, to be able to memorize their lines, anyone from a Jim Carrey to a, a Will Smith. Because you know, I get to work with you know, and, and, and train and coach some of the, the elite mental performers because the most successful people in the world knows their greatest resource that they have is that three-pound matter between their ears, just like my mentor spreading those fingers out and putting his you know, two index fingers in the side of my my temples, you know, it's, it's your brain, but your brain is your most underutilized wealth building asset that you have. And uh, it doesn't come with an owner's manual. And so I started doing it at dozens of universities and then big corporations. And then uh, years ago, we started publishing these programs online and putting, you know, speed reading courses online, a memory course online, academic success courses, um, the critical thinking and problem solving courses. So now we have students in over 150 countries. And, you know, our goal is just to be able to change the way the world learns to help busy people, you know, fortify, unleash their brain power so they could catch up, they could keep up and they could get ahead so they could win more each day. So that way, when they come home and they're with their friends or their family and they ask like, how was your day? And they're like, you know, they say, I crushed it. And they own it because with that competence comes a level of confidence. And it's the greatest advantage when you could go and you could read a book a week, 52 books a year. Like, you know, when the average person reads like one or two books a year, that's a huge advantage. When you can walk into a room and, and use these memory techniques to be able to, to meet 20 strangers and leave saying goodbye, every single one remembering their name. When you could give a speech without notes, remember pin numbers, passcodes, languages, I mean, scripts, you know, pres- all these presentations and numbers. I mean, you, you have such an advantage, you know, not only in work, but in your life. Yeah. Wow. Dude, you got me frothing, man. Like <laughs> what I know we don't have like all day that we could talk. What is some of the biggest things around leverage that you could share with the audience right now around sp- Let's let's just break it down. Let's just start with with focus and memory. Yeah, let's like, do it. Yeah, let's get some quick wins, action okay. items. Like, so, what, what so are some things, man? Everyone's going to want to write, write these down. So I'm going to I'll go through it super fast. I just want to my my goal here, Nathan, is just to give your listeners just this is what you could do right now, right? And so here's here's some frameworks. I'm going to give you like four tips to learn anything faster. 
any subject, any skill from Mandarin to martial arts, you know, Polish to, to, you know, the piano, if you will. All right. So remember this acronym, remember this fast F A S T. And if you want to learn anything faster, just remember fast, the F stands for forget. And so you have a subject or skill you want to learn. The first step I would say is temporary forget what you already know about the subject. And the reason why is because a lot of people don't learn really fast because they feel like they know something too much about it already, right? It's hard to learn marketing, sales, entrepreneurship, leadership. If you feel like you already know what that is, you're not going to be really receptive to new information, right? It's, it's, it's cliche, but your mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. So forget what you temporarily know so you can learn something new. Uh, the other thing I would say forget is forget about situational things. So if you're on a pod, if you're listening to a podcast, you're reading a book, you're in a seminar, you're learning something new, forget about what's, what's not relevant, urgent, and important at the moment, because we can only be aware of so many things, right? You know, George Miller out of Princeton, Harvard said seven plus or minus two. You know, some people say four things they'd be aware of at any time. But if you're thinking about, if you're in a, listening to a podcast or you're trying to multitask, do all these things and two bits are thinking about the kids, you know, one bit's thinking about the client, it only gives you like one bit to think about what you're really there to learn, right? So forget about things that are going on. I would say, I'll say forget about your uh, limitations because most people grossly, they, they don't know what they don't know. And most, most people suffer from learned helplessness. The A in FAST is active. You want to be active. You want to activate your learning. And what I mean by that is most people are very passive in their learning. They, they're used to, because they grew up with a 20th century education that prepared us for a 20th century world, they sit passively and they try to consume information. And that's not how you learn, as we talked about. The tweetable for this is learning is not a spectator sport. Learning is not a spectator sport. So you can't sit on the bench and expect to just learn something. So you want to be active. You want to ask questions. You want to be able to take notes. You want to be able to, to participate and create this information. I teach like a lot of different ways of taking notes, that kind of thing. The S in FAST, this is very important, stands for state. State. And you've heard this word before. The state is like a snapshot of your, your mind, your, the mood of your mind and your body. And the reason why it's important is because if you're in just a a bored, dull state, which is most of education, right? Sitting in class, being you know bored and lectured to. If your if your state is on a scale of zero to ten, is zero. Zero times anything is zero. And so here's the thing: when it comes to your memory, information combined with emotion becomes a long-term memory. Information combined with emotion becomes a long-term memory. And you know this listening to this because isn't there a song? or a smell, a perfume, a cologne, a, a food that takes you back years. Because that emotion tied to information stored it as a long-term memory. It got encoded and stored that way. And so I would say most people learn something in a very dull, bored state, and that's how it gets coded. So when you try to retrieve it and recall it out, it doesn't come out because it wasn't put in the right way. And I would say that who controls our state? We do, right? We control our our. Our, our mood, our feelings, our emotions based on what we think and how we move our body. And so focus with our questions and also moving because there's certain movements you could do that actually, I mean, just even just shaking your body out because we're stuck as entrepreneurs, we're stuck on our laptops all the time staring and we're not, you know, they say sitting is, a, you know, is a new, is a new smoking, right? <laughs> but, you know, that's why we have standing desks and treadmill desks, but you got to move around. But that, that, the other reason why you want to do it is because it changes your physiology, which affects your psychology and the way you feel. And so change your state. And we are responsible. I remember I got to introduce 
uh, two of my superhero mentors uh, together for dinner. It was Sir Richard Branson and Stan Lee. Stan Lee. And you know, Stan Lee is like the creator of X-Men, Avengers, Iron Man, you know, you know, X, you know, like uh, all these teams. And, uh, wow. and I, I picked up Stan and go, we're going to dinner and we're in LA traffic. It takes so long. I was like, Stan, who, who's your, uh, you created all these superheroes. Who's your favorite? And he says, Iron Man. And he says, Jim, who, who's your favorite superhero? And I said, Spider-Man. And, and of course, and he, and, and he says, right away, as soon as I say Spider-Man, he says, with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. You know, Everybody knows that. Everyone listening, you don't remember where we heard it. It's yeah. in the DNA. And I was like, Stan, you're you're right. With great power comes great responsibility. And you know what's what's true also is because my mind always flips things, you know, and in, in, inversely and stuff. And it's like with great responsibility comes great power. You know, so I reverse it. With great power comes great responsibility, but also with great responsibility comes great power. And what I mean by that is when we take responsibility for things, we have great power to change it for the better. And a lot of people, they, they don't want the responsibility because they don't want the burden of it. But when we take responsibility, right, we have the ability to respond. We have great power to change things. And I think everyone listening to this, and when I bring it up, I bring it up because we are responsible most of all for how we feel. And it's the difference between, you know, what I think an entrepreneur, a visionary takes the invisible and make it visible, right? Mm. It's Walt Disney, you know, having this vision for this theme park. And then all of a sudden, you know, it comes, it starts with their mind and it goes out, start talking about goals and such. But the other, the other reason I, I, I bring that up is I think we're like entrepreneur, everyone listening to this, aspiring entrepreneurs, established entrepreneurs, people are winning. They're like the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. You know, a thermometer is something, think about it. It just, it's, it's a device that reacts to the environment, right? It reacts to the temperature of the environment and reflects what the environment's giving it. But a thermostat is completely different from a thermometer. A thermostat sets a goal. It sets a standard. It sets a vision. And, and the environment changes and, and, and raises to that standard, right? Mm. So that's what I believe in entrepreneurs. When I say an entrepreneur are the modern day superheroes that are wearing these capes, they're the ones that are setting a standard, setting a level of value and sharing that with the world, you know, no matter what stage that you're in right now. And so be that thermostat. And that and when I'm talking about raising like your 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 goals or your expectations there, start with like how you feel. Right, because a lot of people, their therm thermometers, they react to the the weather, the economy, and how their clients are treating. I mean, we're all human, right? It all affects us some way. But to the degree we're going to be happy, is to the degree and successful, is to the degree we have the locus of control, right? That agency inside and not from the external world. And so I would start with your state. So control. You want to learn something faster? Put yourself in a state where you're curious, where you're fascinated, you know, and, and people think like, oh, I've been doing this for so many years. And, and that's what keeps them from learning because they, their cup is full, right? And that's why you have to forget what you know, so you can empty it and put yeah. something brand new. But the other thing is, is that state, you know, people think they're so clever. You want to trade your cleverness for bewilderment, right? You want to trade your cleverness for curiosity and fascination. Who are the fastest learners on the planet, right? Children. They can learn musical instruments and, 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 and languages and everything. They learn so because they, they know they don't know. And they're fascinated by every little thing. That's the state that you want to be in and cultivate. And finally, the T in FAST stands for teach. And what I mean by that is if you learn, like, you know, I could go through speed reading and memory and how to remember names, you know, on this conversation. But if you had to learn it as if you're going to teach it to someone else tomorrow, would you pay attention differently? Would you have more or less focus? 
right? If you had to teach it to someone tomorrow, would you take notes differently? Would you ask questions and tweet and, and participate differently? Of course you would, because here, here's the tweetable. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. You know, all the time you hear this quote, and I'm guilty of thinking about it too, but when you hear this quote saying, those who can't do teach, right? Those who can't do business, teach business. And, and honestly, growing up, when I heard that, I never thought it was a negative or an insult. I, I thought like, wow, those who can't do teach. So if I can't do something, teach it, and then I can do it, right? And so mm. when you teach something to somebody or you learn to teach it to someone, which is the reason why you want to learn anything. You want to learn it because of what it's going to help you with. But the other reason to learn something is so you can pass it on and share it with somebody else, right? Maybe even in the form of a business, but when you teach it, you, have, you, you own that information more. And so learn it as if you're going to teach. So I would say the framework for learning faster, really quick, fast. Forget what you already know and your limitations, situational things. Be active and participate. Roll up your sleeves and get involved. State is control like your moods and your feelings because if you're bored during that time, you're not going to learn it. But be curious and, um, and fascinated. And finally, learn is to, with the outcome to teach it to somebody else and you'll learn it so much better. Really amazing you said about the teaching part because uh, I, I've seen many circumstances where you know I, I remember even one of my I was drawing from from a, my memory one time when a when a, one of my mentors um, commented I said oh you know why is that person teaching you know they're not qualified to teach and he said well you know what Nathan sometimes someone you know can be a really good coach or a really good teacher but they don't actually have to be as good as you think at the thing that they're teaching mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Completely. And so I, th- I think, you know, sometimes what a good coach does is they point out the times like when you're just doing really well. And some people who are really good at something aren't great teachers at it. Mm, right. There are a lot of people true. out there that, you know, I, I role modeled. I mean, even when I learned these these skills, I would I would notice I would see people do things exceptional and I'd get, you know, be with them, try to figure out how they do it. Like, for example, even wait staff at a restaurant. I remember when I was eight years old. Uh, eight, nine years old, and I was at a family reunion, a busy Saturday night, 25 of us, and the, and the waitress comes around, takes everyone's order. When she comes to me, yeah, I noticed something funny. She wasn't writing it down. Have you ever had like a, a, a waiter or waitress like that that wasn't yeah. writing? Yeah, how, I, I, I always wonder how they yeah, do that. And, and I thought, there's no way she's going to get this right. She, we're going to have this sentence. Because I, I was always skeptical growing up. <laughs> yeah, and me too. Today, and I'm just saying, there's no way. But the thing is, is with people who are good at things, they don't, they're not always conscious of how they do it. You know, people who are really good with names or really good with learning languages or read faster, you know, I always believe that there's a method behind the magic, that there's a method behind the magic. You know, I just posted, you know, a photograph of me and David Blaine and we're, he's doing all these tricks. He's a, is a, is a magician. And it's just like, when you see people do stuff, there's, 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 there's methods behind it. And some people could do things extraordinary. You know, you could see somebody do something extraordinary and say that wild person's a genius and walk away. Or you could say, wow, person's really, you know, amazing. How do they do it? Right. And like, like with your with businesses, right. You get, you have an opportunity for the past, you know, a couple of years just to, to talk to some of the most amazing minds and de- and deconstruct like how they're actually doing it. Because, because there, there are reasons, there, there are things that happen that they're doing that maybe people don't see them doing publicly that, you know, there's total attributed to their success. Mm. Okay, man. So let's do this. Let's do this name exercise. You, see, you dropped a hint that you would, you would, you would teach us. 
Oh, okay. So there's there's many. <laughs> so we teach dozens of ways of teaching people how to remember names because I think if there's one, you know, outside of accelerated learning and reading faster, I think that one one of the most important business etiquette networking skills on the planet, the number one by far, is the ability to remember people's names. So first, recognize that it's an important skill that can be learned. Yes. Okay. And so, and the reason why is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's really hard to show somebody, I'll say it again, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So before you sell anything, like you, whatever your business is, you, people, how are you going to show people you're going to care for their health, their finances, their business, their family, their future, if you don't care enough just to remember their name? Okay, so it is that important. Like, I can't tell you how many people have hurt a relationship or killed a deal or killed a sale because they forgot the person's name or they called someone by the wrong name, right? Mm. And so I would say there are three keys to a better memory. It doesn't matter what it is, names or otherwise. You want to remember mom, M-O-M. And so the M, well, let's say somebody has trouble remembering people's names, but somebody has a suitcase of $100,000 cash, you know, or in your, you know, whatever currency for that country, if you just remember the name of the next person you meet, you get that, you get that reward. Who's going to remember that person's name? Everyone. Everyone, everyone. Cause then all this, no, no, watch this. Thing. It had not all, all, everyone has trouble remembering names. 99% of the population admit they, you know, admitted to me, they have trouble remembering names, yes. but all of a sudden there's a suitcase full of money for them. And who, who remembers the person's name? Everyone's a memory expert. All of a sudden, no technique, no, no skill, no strategies. So the M stands for motivation, motivation. And the reason why I bring it up is notice it had nothing to do with your potential or your capabilities. Everybody has that capability. Did you want to remember the names? Because nobody here remembers everyone's name unless they've been trained or something or they have that gift. But nobody forgets every name either. There are names that you remember, people you're attracted to, people who could be a big sale for your business, whatever it is. Yeah. There's motivation. And what I would say for remembering names, quick tip is, you know, as you're meeting somebody, ask yourself in your mind, why do I want to remember this person's name? Simple question. Why do I want to remember this person's name? Maybe it's to show this person respect. Maybe it's I want to make a new friend. Maybe it's I want to make, you know, close a deal, whatever it is. Maybe I want to practice these tips I learned from Jim Quick, right? Because here's the thing. If you can't come up with one reason, you won't remember. Because here's the, here's the tweetable. Reasons reap results. Reasons reap results. That's In, gold. Yeah. At, at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's the, keep moving. Let's keep moving. So that's, that's the M. The O in mom stands for observation. Observation. And here's the thing. This is, this, is, this is gold and platinum for everyone here. A lot of people say that they, they have a challenge remembering names. They're not forgetting the name. They blame their retention, but it's really their attention. All right, so one of the most amazing individuals that I had the opportunity to meet multiple times is President Bill Clinton. And regardless of your political stance, you know, everyone will say he's a connector, he's a communicator, he's got great charisma. What people don't know, you know as a leader is he's got an incredible memory. And incredible. Every time I've met him, you know, he's remember my name, remembers our conversations. He asks about topics I'm interested in, and he, that, that's a leadership skill. And he's got this powerful presence. I remember asking him, you know, President, how do you remember, you know, people's names? What memory techniques do you use? And he tells me these stories, and not you actually using a technique, but his grandfather would get the kids around in Arkansas and ask them questions. I mean, tell them stories and ask them questions after to see if they were listening. And I, and I just noticed he's. I mean, he's got an incredible, powerful presence.
But I think his incredible memory and his powerful presence comes from being powerfully present. And what I mean by that is, have you ever met someone, Nathan, and they just, when you're talking to them, they're really there with you? Yes. You know, they're not like looking over your shoulder, which we often do at events and conferences, seeing, seeing who else is in the room because we're, we're all so wired with social media and our, we have no attention span anymore. And if we don't look around and distract ourselves visually, we're not even really listening. We're actually thinking about, we're having a conversation inside our minds thinking, how am I going to respond to this person? So we're not even present. But I think a powerful memory, or in his case, a powerful presence comes from being powerfully present. So I would say the key to learning, you know, listen, remembering someone's name is just observing it and listen. If you take the word listen, scramble the letters, it becomes a second word and it becomes the word silent. If you scramble the letters and listen, it becomes the word silent. So I would say, be silent, hear the name. And finally, the M, the second M in mom stands for mechanics. And these are the, not the person that fixes your car, but these are the tips, the strategies, the techniques on, on how to remember names, on, on how to give a speech without notes and how to read a book a day. You know, but you, with the mechanics aside, motivate, if you don't want to remember a name and if you're not paying attention, the mechanics are secondary. Mm, awesome. All right, dude. This this is this is gold. I really really like the uh, the uh, the story around if someone had a hundred thousand dollars cash for <laughs> for that person, like you're gonna focus and make sure you remember, right? Um, that that that's game changing because this is something I struggle with too. Like I don't always remember people's names. Can we touch on the speed reading stuff too? I, I know there's yeah. so much we can talk about. Maybe you have some free resources or something we can send people mm-hmm. to as well um, after the call. But yeah, let's touch on the speed reading stuff, man. Yeah, we we can give a, just a free training to your people as a thank you for listening. So we'll do that in a little bit. But speed reading, okay, so this is it. Leaders are readers, right? The, the, I, I remember I, got, I did a talk, and in the audience afterwards comes Bill Gates. And Bill, he, we start talking about the future of education. I talk about learning theory, and he talks about you know, technology and how it's going to converge and human motivation. But I remember asking him, and I, I put this story online on Instagram, but I remember saying like, Bill, I mean, I was like, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? And he says, Jim, the ability to, to read faster, because that's a learning skill. And Warren Buffett has been known to say he's wasted, you know, he says that I probably wasted 10 years of my life reading slowly, right? Because the average person has to read three or four hours a day. Think about all the emails and the, and the business plans and the websites and the books, newspapers, magazines, periodicals, Harvard Business Review, Fast Company that you need to read every day, three or four hours. That means half your workday is being spent just to read, right? So that's an important skill. So here's the thing. Well, the reason why we read slowly, and I'll give you a quick tip on how to, how to boost your efficiency, mm-hmm. is we're not taught how to read faster, right? Reading is not something you're born to be able to do. It's a skill that you learn through training. But the last class you took was probably when you were how old? Six, seven years old? Yeah. And most people still read like they're six or seven years old. That's the challenge. You know, the other challenges when it comes to reading is focus. You know, how many people have ever read a page in a book, got to the end and just forgot what they just read? Oh, dude, it happens all the time. I have to keep going back. Yeah, and, and you go read back again. Yeah. and you read again, and sometimes you still don't know what you just read. Yeah, right? It's comprehension, right? Exactly. It's focus and comprehension. So here's the thing. We, we, we test tens of thousands of people every single year. And I could tell you, if I asked most people to read faster, most people would say that their comprehension would go down. And, but in actuality, as you read faster, in a lot of ways, your comprehension can get better. Some of the fastest readers that I know have the best comprehension because they have the best focus. And here, here's, 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 here's a distinction that people don't understand. 
when most people read, they read one word at a, and you know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah, of course, <laughs> time. time. And, and here's the thing, like when, and, and I, I, I'm from New York, so it's hard to talk that slowly, <laughs> but, but if I did, what, if I talked for like more time like that, what would people's minds naturally start to do? They would wander, they would fall asleep, they would get bored, they would think of other things. Now tell me those aren't the exact same symptoms of when people read. That when they read, yeah. their mind wanders, they get bored, they get sleepy. Most people use reading as a sedative to help them sleep at night. Yeah, yeah I do right? that sometimes, dude. Right. And that's the worst state to, to anchor like that activity in. Like, you know, like using it, like you have a bed, you, have, you know, by your bed for the, you know, an embarrassingly long period of time, you have the same book that's there. But here's the thing. Most people read so slowly, they bored their mind. And the reason why faster readers have better comprehension is because if you don't give your brain the stimulus it needs, it'll seek entertainment elsewhere in the form of distraction. Yes. Most people read so slow, they bore their mind, and that's why their mind is thinking about everything else that's going on because it's bored. And here's the thing. It's just like driving a car. If you're driving the car going really slow, you're not focused on driving. You're drinking your coffee. You're texting even though you shouldn't. You're thinking about the clients. You're talking to someone in the car. I saw someone the other day reading a newspaper going really slow. I mean, you can do all kinds of things when you go slow. But when you go fast and you're racing cars down, you know, taking hairpin turns, doing straightaways, you know, you're not thinking about the clients. You're not trying to text. You're not thinking of, you're not talking to them. You're not drinking. You're not, you're focused on what, what's in front of you. And that's the same thing with reading, right? And more of your, your, your skills and your attention, your strengths come to bear when you're going faster. And so I would say you want to read faster because it's going to help your comprehension. But the big obstacle to effective reading is subvocalization. Subvocalization. Now, what, what does it mean? Vocal means speech. Yes. Sub means under or inner. It's your inner speech. You ever notice when you're reading something, you hear that inner voice reading along with you? Yes. Hopefully, it's your own voice inside there and <laughs> somebody else's. The reason why it's an obstacle is if you have to say all the words, you can only read as fast as you could speak. Yeah, that's that correct. Means, that means your reading speed is limited to your talking speed, but not your thinking speed. And that's why a lot of people will listen to podcasts. Like, you know, like, like people who are listening to this now, sometimes at 1.5 or 2.0 or faster speed, because they can understand at a faster speed if they're not trying to multitask and do other things. Now, what I'm here to say is leaders are readers, right? Anthony Robbins, very fast reader. Bill Gates, very strong reader. John F. Kenny, very fast reader. You know, he said the average person, Nathan, reads about 250 words per minute. John F. Kennedy read, said to have read 800 to 1,000 words a minute. Wow. 800,000. And he, you know, and he was said to have read six newspapers every morning with one cup of coffee. Six newspapers. Most people nowadays, it takes them six cups of coffee just to get through, you know, <laughs> their, their, their newspaper, right? But yeah, yeah. He, you know, if he could talk at two or 300 words a minute, but read at a thousand, here's 700 words a minute. You don't have to pronounce words like computer to understand what a computer is. And so, how do you fix this, all right? One quick tip that I'll give you, and this is a tip, it's not a training, is this. Use a visual pacer while you read. Use a visual pacer while you read. What I mean by that is people, not traditional speed reading. I'm not talking about traditional speeding, skipping words and, and, and just putting your line, your finger down the page and getting the gist of what you read. I, I, I train some of the most amazing high performers on the planet, entrepreneurs on the planet, and, you, and they're doctors. You don't want your doctor to get the, the gist of what she's reading, right, or mm, he's, he's reading. No. And so- Using your finger to underline the words or a pen or a highlighter or a mouse on a computer without skipping anything, you will read 25 to 50% faster, 25 to 50% lift 
So if you read for 60 seconds, count the number of lines you read, and then use your finger, just underlining the words, that second number will be, and count for 60 seconds, that second number will be 25, 50% greater. Now, people say, well, I don't know if that's a lot. That's a lot of, of increase. Like how many people would have loved to got to receive 25% return on their investments last year? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But reading takes time and time is, time is money. Yeah. Right? You know, if you're spending three or four hours, if you get to save two hours, if you could double your reading speed and save two hours a day, two hours a day over the course of a year is a lot of time. One hour a day over the course of a year is 365 hours. That is nine 40 hour work weeks. Saving one hour a day will save you nine weeks of productivity, two months of productivity to saving one hour a day on your reading. And yeah, so that, wow. that's why. That's why you want to be able to, to get good at that. So when we graduate people on our like online, they're reading three times, 300% faster. It's, 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 a, it's a game changer. Someone who could read 15 minutes in 15 minutes that normally takes someone else an hour, that's a, that's a real business advantage. Yeah, no, this is crazy, man. Well, look, dude, we have to work towards wrapping up. So this has been an amazing interview, been one of the funnest informative, engaging, amazing stories. I have to ask a couple more questions though. Let's do it. Dude, you're a super powerful guy, obviously extremely connected. How did you work your way up to meet all these, you know, super powerful people, interesting people and and actually, you know, get their time and 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 for them to take you seriously to to be able to train all of these people. And what are you what are, what are what is the number one so two two part of question? How did you meet all these people and work your way up to train all these people and become uh, a thought leader in this space? And then number two is out of all of these people you've met, what is the one of the biggest commonalities or takeaways that you could give? Okay. So my, my initial stream of consciousness reaction would be, first of all, I think it's important for an entrepreneur to be an expert at their, their, their craft. Right. I, I don't believe that to really succeed well, you could succeed at the highest level just dabbling. Yeah. And that's why I see as, as a lot of people who are aspiring entrepreneurs, they are everywhere. And when you're, when you're everywhere, you can be nowhere. And that's, that's a big challenge. And so I would say really the focus is so important. So my focus, while I could do lots of different things, I focus completely to be a master of my craft. And so I think the highest level achievers respond to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they see, they see, they see, because in order for them to be as successful as they are, whether it's people like like an Elon Musk or, or Will Smith, they, they'll reach that certain level, then they, they respond to that in kind. So I say be an expert. So that's why learning is so important to be able to do that. Read everything you can on your craft, study it. The other thing with these individuals is whenever I'm meeting these individuals, I never have an agenda. And this is true for every single person I meet. I don't come there, whereas a lot of people who are there, they, they scream like, what's in it for me and trying to get something from these people. I've never asked anyone I have the opportunity to work with to, for an endorsement. I've never asked them to be able to, to tweet something or post on social media. I look to be able to primarily to give. And that's mm -hmm. my passion. It doesn't matter who, who I work with. And it, this is not, I, whatever I post on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter happens to be that because it's just these interesting stories. Cause I, you know, but 
the people that I spend time with is just, you know, children, students with learning challenges, seniors that are, you know, suffering from brain aging, entrepreneurs and educators, you know, every everyday people, though, that's my favorite people to work with. But the other thing besides not having an agenda or an ulterior any kind of motive there is to be true to yourself and remember them. And I think it's so important when you're with these individuals to really listen to what they're saying, not think about what your agenda is. And I remember the things about them so I could follow up with these individuals and have meaningful conversations about what's most important to them. And I would say the thing that I notice with all of these individuals is they're, they're hungry, right? They all, they all hustle. Nobody gets to this area of success um, just by accident. And I would say a commonality with these individuals it is is that they they are they they're hungry they're hustled they they have they have mission there, and just like with Will Smith, it's you know, I got to spend with them you know just recently a week on set for a film that's coming out. It's a superhero film. I cannot wait for it to come out. But it's just like I was like, how do you prepare for this? And how do you prepare? And he's like he's like Jim, I, I don't I don't have to get prepared, you know, or get ready. I you know I stay ready. How awesome is that? Because he he lives he lives his things and he's ready. He's ready. He doesn't have to get prepared. He stays prepared. And that that's the thing that the level of congruence, rarely do people see the level of sacrifice that goes on behind the scenes for people to get. And you know this from, from talking to so many people, you know, all these individuals, the struggles and the sacrifice, the challenges, the failures, the disappointments, the no's that they had to receive along the way. And most people, just like when I started talking about Arnold, and most people to build your body, they won't push through the pain period. And they won't, do, they won't do that extra set or those extra reps that they're going to get all the benefit from. Same thing with their business. So you, you need something that's going to push you through there. So I would say the commonality is these people are hungry and they put in the effort and they're lifelong learners. These people don't have to be sold on any kind of development because they are hungry for that advantage. They're hungry to learn the next thing so they could serve and, and, and advance their craft. And that's the good thing about this is I'll challenge everyone who's listening to this. It's available to all of us. Every single one of us, of us, you know, even when I talked about it, I was, I was the most challenged, one of the most challenged kids growing up. And I'm just saying, when you make a decision and you're on, you're on purpose to find out what it is, that even if you're going through some dark sides, you know, that could be, a, that could be pulling you back like a slingshot that's going to leap you forward. So, you know, so those setbacks and stuff, it can be the groundwork for building your, 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 your personal empire, whatever, whatever that might be. And I don't just talk about financial treasure. I mean, all the treasures in your life. Yeah. Wow, man. That was, that was a game changer. Thank you so much, Jim. So last question is where's the best place people can find you? Okay. So I would love to continue this conversation and, and share with people. I'm very active in social. So anything whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, everything is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, and you can get a lot of our brain tips there. Um, also, prepared something really special just for your listeners. If you go to jimquick.com forward slash founder, jimquickkwik.com forward slash founder, we put together four training videos. And so that's where I'm going to teach you the seven, seven strategies on how to remember names. I'll teach you the top 10 things you could do to completely unleash your superhero brain power. I'm going to teach you how to be able to, to give a speech without notes. And um, it's just a gift for, for reaching it to the end here and just for, for, for being a superhero, for listening to this and being part of you know, Nathan's community. 
Yeah, wow, man. Look, that sounds amazing, dude. Just want to double check. It's F-O-U-N-D-R, right? No E, that, yeah? That's correct. Just Jim the Quick, correct spelling. Or slash F-O-U-N-D-R. And that, that's where you'll be able to get the, that training as, as as our gift for you. And and just, you know, our goal is is if we can accelerate your learning, we can accelerate your earning. The faster you can learn, the faster you can earn. And you could change your brain and you could change your life and you could change the world. And I challenge you to take the next step. And I and I applaud you if you're still listening to this too, because I feel like that we're kindred spirits. You know, we're on that path of lifelong learning. I, I enjoy listening to uh, to this podcast also as well, because I'm always looking for those ideas and those individuals that could completely change the nature of, you know, my art and 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 how we how many people we could uh, we could help. Yeah. Wow. Awesome, man. Well, look, uh, thank you so much for your time, Jim. This was an absolute blast, man. Thank you so much and thank you everyone who's listening. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.